0: Welcome. This is South the Cab, presented by SDIA, South Cab Improvement Association. My name is Kenneth Sons III, and I am the chairman of SDIA. I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. Uh, This is episode two, and it has absolutely been amazing with the response that we've gotten from the first episode. And we're really looking forward to continue to spread the message of the greatness of South the Cab, because it is about us being able to change the narrative so that with the way we are attracting positivity within our community, but then also to show the rest of the world that South the Cab is the place not only to live, but then also to work, but then also to play. And here, through our core commitments of education, public safety, housing, uh, co-compliance, and economic development, these five core commitments that we have with SDIA to improve South the Cab is truly vital. And on this episode, I, I gotta tell you one thing. As I break from my intro again, <laughs> like I did last episode, the fact is is that we uh, are going through a transition here in, De- in DeKalb County. This is a day after our runoff uh, election, and I have to congratulate uh, our new commissioner for next year, Lorraine Cochran Johnson, who is will be commissioner of District Seven, or super District Seven, uh, and then also uh, for. Everybody else uh, that won their elections uh, yesterday and even back in May. But the important thing with having our elected officials uh, is that they are key and vital in order to create the type of positive uh, movement that we want within South the Gap. And SDIA is committed to work with and to keep our elected officials accountable to make sure that they are doing the right things that help our community. Because we are the voice for the people, and we will continue to be such. But what's really great about this episode, and particularly when it deals with one of our core components, our guest today, Dr. Catherine Rice, is an expert when it comes to economic development. And right after the break, you'll be able to hear from her, my discussion with her. So sit back. uh, Let's go ahead and get some information in and let's share. Uh, this podcast with everybody else, but then also one thing I want you to be able to do is to go ahead and go to our website, sdainc.org, and become a member of our organization. Our public meeting is actually on August 11th, and we look forward to seeing you all there. And so everyone, enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back, everyone. To this is South the Cab. Hopefully, that you've been able to enjoy that little small break. But hey, I got to tell you all, I'm really excited about this episode because uh, I have a person on the line with us who is, I got to tell you, a phenomenal person and leader in the community. And she has been absolutely active. And in fact, she is the founder of SDIA. Her name is Dr. Catherine Rice. And are you on the line?
1: I am on the
0: line, I am here. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, good. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And in particular, we are recording this just to remind everybody again, this is after the day after our election runoff, uh, where we got a new commissioner, a new superior court, uh, and also a nominee for the state uh, um, school superintendent. But we're not going to really talk about politics. Uh, well, maybe a little bit of politics, but <laughs> the elections. <laughs> but the, but the what we want to do is actually uh, Dr. Rice is really to talk about you uh, and really you know. The, what what I really want to know, and I'm sure that most people want to know, particularly when it relates to SDIA and and how uh, you uh, came about to to create it, um, it, it. Exactly what drove you to create SDIA from the from the beginning?
1: Mm, good question. Uh, SDIA, which stands for the South DeKalb Improvement Association, was formed in 2013, and around that time in DeKalb County we were having a discussion about economic development. The uh, summer of 2013, or maybe it was even 2012, I had given some economic development workshops for free, open to the whole county. And um, uh, they weren't as well attended as I would like, but that effort was there to try and bring economic development, not only to DeKalb, but particularly South DeKalb. So, uh, we had an economic development office and we had a development authority. There were some structural issues. So one of the things that they did was to, um, was to, um, try to gain the, um, I forget what you call it, an urban redevelopment area to be designated mm-hmm. as an urban redevelopment area. And to do that, they had to designate the area of South DeCab, almost the entire area, or that's what they chose to do as blighted and a slum. Mm. And those two words did not, in my opinion, fit South DeCab. And a lot of people mm. thought the same thing. So it caused an outcry from people. And um That's when SDIA, well, one part of what got SDIA to be born. And then I was talking with uh, somebody who worked in the field of community improvement districts. And so community improvement districts um, are when businesses tax themselves an extra little bit of money so that they can use that money to improve the commercial district that they're in. And we had also been trying to do that in South Decab, and there were a group of people that had been working around that. And so, between the issue of uh, a URA urban uh, redevelopment area and the issue of the CID, which we thought would improve South Decab economically, the idea of South Decab Improvement Association was born.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. that, that, that's amazing. Uh, and, and one thing that, that, that stuck out to me, and, and I do remember when you formed this organization, uh, is, uh, uh, how, um, South Cab was classified as being a slum and, and living here and in particular for me being raised here as well, uh, I never perceived it to be as such. And, and I realized that, you know, particularly when it comes to economic development, that, you know, that, that's definitely a broad term, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but there there hasn't really been any other organizations out there that directly uh, um, is specific in improving this part of the county. Uh, and, and concerning that you are an expert when it comes to economic development, um, how do you use your knowledge to influence the direction of South DeKalb?
1: Well, um I think more at this point has been educational. Uh, I'll I'll get into the second part, but I mentioned that I had these economic development workshops back in 2013. And so what I realized is that that term economic development, a lot of people are confused about what that actually means. And it's totally Mm -hmm. understandable because so many different groups use it in different ways. If you're on the international level, they talk about economic development in third world countries. If you're on the national level, they talk about gross domestic product, GDP. If you're in um, the federal government, uh, the way they describe economic development is housing. And yet, if you talk to economic development practitioners on the local level, they don't consider housing as economic development at all. And so... um, What I talk about more than any other aspect is what we call local economic development. And I would like to define it for the audience that's listening out there, if you don't mind, at least it's how I see it.
0: Oh, go ahead. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So economic development is a confusing term to a lot of people. And that's totally understandable because so many different groups use it in different ways. They talk about economic development in third world countries that's international. On the national level, they talk about gross domestic product when they discuss economic development. Um, the federal government, if you're in the in HUD, they describe economic development as housing. But if you talk to the economic development practitioner working on the local level, they don't look at housing as economic development at all. So you got all these different groups using that term in different ways. From my mind, as I see it, um, to put it really In a short way, economic development is about building wealth on the community level. So Mm -hmm. the equivalent or um, an analogy is as an individual, you got to get a job. That's how you bring wealth into your household. And Mm -hmm. you need that because you got to pay for your clothes. You got to pay for your food, for your shelter and all that kind of stuff. We on the community level, money comes in. To the federal government generally through your property taxes but the way they augment that is through businesses so businesses pay more in taxes than individuals and they use less in services so like we as individuals we got to have a police force because if you've got domestic violence then you need somebody to come in and stop that domestic violence but okay. how many businesses need to use police for domestic violence how many <laughs> right How many businesses usually need a lot of police at night mm-hmm. because they 're closed, so they don 't need them, so right. attracting businesses is brings more wealth into the community, just like um, when you 're on your job, if you keep doing well, then you get a, a higher job, a better job, job with more money, etc that 's mm-hmm. what economic development is to a community. And when wealth, investment, let's say I'm a millionaire. Now I want to make my millionaire into billionaires. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking for opportunities. All of a sudden, I look at Atlanta. I see South Dakota. I'm thinking, how can I turn my million into billions? And the the economic development is the effort by local government to attract those businesses in and when the businesses come in, they need labor or jobs to work that business to help them make money. Mm-hmm. That's economic development in this in, in short you know, explanation. Maybe not so short, but. You
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, um, yeah. of, of economic development. Um, and I, that is quite a, a different point of view. And what I like about it uh, is that it brings a, it, it is more personal. Uh, but then it's also the reason why, uh, you know, that, that we strive to bring in businesses into the community uh, and simply because they pay more taxes and those taxes go back into the government to, be able to provide services uh, mm-hmm. to the residents that live in, in the area. Uh, yeah. and, and speaking of um, locally with the DeKalb County, uh, with, the, with the government that we have here, um, how do you feel that they can actually uh, support economic development or what do you feel that they need to do? in order to bring more economic development, your definition of economic development uh, into South DeKalb?
1: So South DeCab is beautifully poised for economic development. And I know that will come as a surprise to a lot of people, but let me explain why. Hmm. Number one, um, people businesses look for advantages and um, they look to get away from disadvantages. What South DeCab has is a lot of undeveloped land. And what it doesn't have is the congestion that's up in the in other areas. And it has a sufficient infrastructure, uh, meaning like wires, you know, if you want to internet, things like that, that makes a business operate. Mm-hmm. It's proximity is an, an an amazing advantage. We are right next to Atlanta. Atlanta is the, uh, or the state of Georgia is the fourth highest state in terms of population growth. So when people wow. are traveling in the United States, the state of Georgia is number four. And most of the people who are coming to Georgia come to the city or Metro Atlanta. So they're looking where to live. And most of the amenities are in the city of Atlanta. People want amenities. So if they can afford it, they live in Atlanta but a lot of people can't afford it. So they're looking for the next place to move to Decab, and particularly South Decab, is right next to Atlanta. In addition to that, because that right there alone could is enough to generate a lot of economic development and, and it is occurring. But mm-hmm. on top of that, we have the airport and um, mm. we have the busiest airport in the entire world. And what that means is that is a boon for businesses because transportation costs outside of labor are probably their highest cost. So here they can locate, shoot, we're five, five minutes to maybe half an hour at the most, if you're like in the remote parts of South DeKalb. But most of us are within 20 minutes of the airport. So businesses can take advantage of those costs. They don't have to pay a lot because they can locate right near the airport. And that's why the logistics industry is one of our biggest industries. So South cab is and plus we have gorgeous housing. We have undeveloped land. Yes we do. We have a you know a ton of advantages. And so what the county can do is begin to sell those advantages. And to do that is just like if you have a store or product that you're starting, you gotta market mm-hmm. it. You got to sell it. You got to talk about it. Now, there's one thing that South DeCab um, could use that would greatly enhance its, its uh, opportunities, and that is transportation, particularly mm-hmm. rail. Yeah. Because rail would allow companies like Amazon, for example. Um, Amazon is basically a distribution company. So they got to have a way to get its product from one place to another. And so, rail. Would help that a lot, and rail has transit-oriented development because, just like the um, Beltline in Atlanta, mm-hmm. the uh, rail could do that. So yeah, the county could focus on South Decab. It could um, enhance its opportunities. It could support rail down I twenty. All of those things could help them easily help uh, you know develop South Decab.
0: Well, yeah, because South Cab really is a a large area, and and it is actually kind of surprising that we don't actually have the 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 transportation infrastructure uh, when it comes to public transportation in place, despite the fact that we've been paying uh, into MARTA for what forty years now. Close. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Why, why do you think that we haven't had the the real expansion into into public transportation yet uh, here in South DeKalb?
1: Well, I think it's it's political probably more than anything um, because South DeKalb back in the day was the, I think, uh, MARTA's number one um, area that they were looking to expand into. And so they've done a number of studies on rail going from Atlanta out to what we now call Stonecrest Mall. Um, they did the environmental assessment study before any other area has gotten it done. So they were ready to do that. And we were paying into the whole MARTA fund. However, as Atlanta has become more urban, as congestion mm-hmm. has become more of an issue, more and more people are now vying to have that public transportation. And oil is going up, gas is going up. So mm-hmm. it's made it even more attractive So areas like Dunwoody, which when I moved here back in 1997, Dunwoody did not want mass transportation at all. I remember reading an article where they talked about those dreaded apartment kids, DAK. They felt that people were bringing down their school system. And there's definitely still some of that feeling today. But they recognize now the benefit of having a rail system, avoiding that congestion. And so now there are entities vying for it. There's the Emory University Clifton Corridor exit. There's the uh, North Springs Dunwoody area. And now Clayton County is beginning to come into the picture. All of these areas are now vying to have um, rail. And I think in that competitive picture, Decab started dropping out of the picture. They did not have the influence and the wealth to put behind lobbying for rail down I-20. And that's what needs to change.
0: Hey, Kenneth Saunders III here. Hopefully you are enjoying this broadcast of This Is South DeKalb. While you're at it, please visit our website, org and go ahead and become a member of our organization. While you're at it also, make sure you click on the yellow button that says donate right on our homepage. Now back to our broadcast. Well, is that, is that due to the effect of just not necessarily, uh, uh, citizens of, of DeKalb, but it doesn't that responsibility fall uh, on our delegation to the, to the state Capitol and and perhaps our CEO and, and commissioners?
1: Yes. Uh, I think absolutely. Yes. And particularly, you know, we've had commissioners for a while now, we've had, uh, of the seven commissioners that are on the board, we've had four commissioners that um, come from South DeCab. So I'm not sure why they didn't fight and lobby to have MARTA come down I-20 more than what has happened. Instead, we've gotten bus, and bus is not yeah. what people want. Bus doesn't bring transit-oriented development anywhere close to what rail does. And our legislators um, also, I think, uh, have responsibility for this. And I think that's a question that we should be continuously opposing to them. Uh, When Vernon Jones came back to the state legislature last year, he began to raise that issue. And I think Mm. he's doing a good job of supporting the issue of transportation, particularly rail in South DeKalb. Mm. Um, Now, they have done this. Clifton uh, Emory CDC very, very, very much wanted to have the rail going from Emory into the city of Atlanta, and DeKalb County approved it. And they then approved a line going from Indian Creek to Stonecrest Mall, bypassing most of I twenty. Mm-hmm. But they called it the I twenty line. Right. Then. Um Emory and, and um, I'm digressing here because I want to talk about SDIA, but Emory and, um, and CDC wanted that transportation line so bad that they decided to annex into the city of Atlanta. And that's the, ex- mm-hmm. you know, the reason why they did that. So, yeah, transportation is a big topic. It could probably, you could do a whole podcast on that alone.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in fact, we probably yeah. will at some point get, yeah, get some right, people from right. Marton on and stuff. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree that, you know, transportation really is the key um, to, to growth and to attract businesses and, um, and, and corporations uh, in, into our area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and hopefully we'll be able to get that um, sooner than later. Right Uh, And, you know, so uh, the the one other question that that I do have, because you've been here since uh, the um, mid-90s, when did you actually fall in love with South the (laughs) Gap?
1: Well, let's see. Um, I fell in love with Atlanta when I came to visit my very first time. And I was looking at other places to live, but I came to Atlanta and I knew this was the place for me. I didn't have to go anywhere else. Atlanta was it for me. I went up north first and lived in Dunwoody for a year. And then um, I moved to South DeKalb probably about a year after that. Mm -hmm. And my daughter went to school. So South DeKalb became home for me. Most of my family is still up in New York, but home for me is South DeKalb. Those are my memories. That's where my daughter went to school. That's where my daughter grew up. Um, I was married. I'm still in the same neighborhood, which I love. I love Hidden Hills. I'm in love with South DeKalb. To me, it has everything that uh, I like. It's got close proximity to the urban area, so in 20 minutes, I can almost be wherever I want to be. But at the same time, I can come home and see deer outside my backyard. (laughs) 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 You know, I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. oh uh, i mean that that that's good so uh really when like in your personal life like how how do you i would say um um uh i guess how active do you study um economic development or or what not to really help improve the community like what do you do on an ongoing basis uh to make sure that you are always grounded uh in what the community actually needs
1: yeah that's that's a good question too. Um, I stay up on what's happening, um, particularly locally. So I used to go to the board of commissioner meetings all the time. Um, I always knew what was happening there. I backed off on that because along with my work in SDIA, I'm also strongly, a strong proponent of cityhood. So Mm -hmm. between those two things, I find that people tell me about stuff. I read stuff. I do, you know, stay up on what's in the newspapers, um, what's on the radio. I talk with people and I do a lot of community meetings. So, for example, I saw you <laughs> at the <laughs> forum last week when they were, um, when they invited, when they, the South DeKalb Concerned Citizens Coalition with Sharon Simmons and other great leaders. Um, They had a forum for um, people who were running for office. And so when you go to those meetings, you hear what's on people's mind because those are the questions that they're asking. All of those things help keep my ear to the street about what's happening, what people think about what's happening um, and where people want to go, what they want to do. And so um, all of that plays into part of my research and then I do research period I like research I like numbers so for example this will be interesting to people Uh, we don't have as much business on the south side as they have on the north side and so Mm -hmm. people tend to think you know not much is going on this side and so businesses often don't look to come here but based upon our research on traffic counts and I want to credit Ari Meyer for um, tipping us on to this. We traffic counts are when a car crosses over that black line that's on the street and that black like little rope counts.
0: Yeah. It looks like a, ro-
1: yeah. That little rope counts the each car that crosses over it. And so they keep tally of how many cars are crossing over that line. And that tells them how busy that street is.
0: mhm.
1: We found when we looked at all of the major intersections uh, commercially in Metro Atlanta, except for maybe Buford highway, Wesley chapel road had the highest traffic count of every commercial area in Metro Atlanta, except for perhaps Buford highway. Wow. Wow. Now who would think that, but when you look at it, you've got three lanes just for traffic going south, you have three lanes just for traffic going north, and that doesn't include the turning (laughs) lanes, right? Exactly,
0: right, exactly. (laughs)
1: And I mean, you've got 51,000 cars daily coming from Flat Shoals to I-20, but then you got an additional 32,000 cars coming from uh, South Hairston to I-20. It's an amazing number of cars. But then you start looking at the businesses that are on that major street because you would think that businesses want that type of exposure. That number of cars going past them and seeing what they're doing. And what we find is all we have are the fast food restaurants. So on Wesley Chapel Road, you've got McDonald's and actually you have two McDonald's one down Mm -hmm. the street from the other. You've got Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Mrs. Winters, uh, Kroger's. You don't have any major business establishments there except for Kroger's. So that to me represents another opportunity. That's another selling point. That's something that DeKalb County could pick up on and sell. So, considering (laughs) that
0: area is within unincorporated South DeKalb, you would think that, there should be a major focus, particularly yeah. at, at that intersection.
1: Exactly. And exactly. So in a lot of
0: ways it put itself in a foot by not investing and not really talking about that area. Because I mean I go through that area all the time and it it, it still amazes me looking at the traffic counts and and seeing the cars that are there. But what's amazing actually really is how efficient the traffic.
1: Yeah, in that that's area. right. You're absolutely right. Because it's not, I mean, it gets busy, but it doesn't get totally congested. And I exactly. want to bring bring up another, first of all, I want to uh, say that SDIA took this on and we took that information, the Economic Development Committee of uh, the South, the Cabin Improvement Association, and we wanted to start bringing healthy restaurants into the area. And I want to thank you for <laughs> suggesting Chipotle. Oh, because uh, <laughs> Chipotle, everyone agreed to it. The moment we said it, it, was like everyone said, "Yeah, let's do that." And so we um, took photographs of the area. We did our traffic counts research, and we wrote a letter and sent all of that to Chipotle. And Chipotle yes. actually responded in a rather positive way. And so they said that they're referring our letter and information to the real estate department and to the new stores department. So we Mm -hmm. haven't heard back from them. That was two years ago, I believe. Um, So although we didn't get a direct positive, I mean, we don't see a Chipotle there, but that's the type of thing that SDIA does. And that is just in one area. So SDIA has done amazing work in in all the five different areas that it does. And I I just have to say, I'm so impressed by the people that are in the leadership roles of the South DeCab Improvement Association. And can I bring up one other point? Yes. In terms of research that we've done, um, I also want to bring out to folks that um, there's this perception that South DeCab is such high crime and that we're Mm. the... uh, an article was written that called us the murder capital of Metro Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But when we delved into that article, we found that they were including murders from areas that were outside of South DeKalb. So Mm -hmm. that particular reporting was not very accurate. So one of uh, our members did some research again, I'm going to credit Ari Meyer and um, (laughs) he took different spots in South in in, um, Metro Atlanta So he took Buckhead, he took um, Victoria, not Victoria, Virginia Highlands, um, he took one of the malls, he took five spots in DeKalb County, both north and south. He took a number, I think it was like 15 or 17 different areas, and discovered that in the areas that had very high um, housing values, like um, Buckhead, like Mm -hmm. Virginia Highlands, they had up to six times a higher crime rate, and he did it by index. He did it using national standards, that they had up to six times higher crime rate than we do in Decab County. And then, even in looking at um, north and south Decab, on La Vista Road, he found that uh, that was the La Vista Road was the area that had the least amount of crime in Decab County. But the zip code in which you and I live, which I will say is Mm -hmm. 30088, had the second lowest in DeKalb County. So South DeKalb has this perception of being a high crime area, but that perception does not hold up when you start looking at the data. And that's the type of research that we also do that interests me um, and that we try to bring out about South DeKalb.
0: And, And that type of research is absolutely invaluable. Because part of what uh, we have to do here, particularly as citizens of South DeCamp, is change the narrative of, mm-hmm. of what our part of our county is like and how it is living here. And, and even the people that live here believe that there's high crime, mm-hmm. but the stats don't show it.
1: Well, there may and, be and high crime in some areas. I'm sorry for interrupting um,
0: you gone? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's some areas, but just like with any area, you have right. pockets of high crime. Right. Right. And, right. But, but that's how diverse South the Cab is. Right. Where you have, you you know, areas that are middle class and you have the low lower class. And then you also have areas that, that are are wealthy. Right. And exactly. it's, it's a, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, we are a microcosm of the entire country. And now what we have to do is just bring the companies here so that we can improve what the quality of life is here in in, in South the And you know, for me, I gotta thank you for creating SDIA uh and, and seeing the vision uh for, for South the uh to to really improve it. And even let's even with your next step of, of the other organization of with, uh, with cityhood. Uh, there are some true advantages with cityhood. And in fact, we'll talk directly about cityhood on another episode. But okay. um, you you have uh, a very uh, good perspective when it comes to that. And SDIA, we do support the right to force cityhood, the right to vote. Um, mm-hmm. And I know uh, what's coming up here um, in the next uh, legislative session uh, is putting uh, the city of Greenhaven Um, on the ballot for next year. Uh, So right now, really, when it comes to uh, uh, bringing prosperity to South the Cab, um, how can people actually help you with your passion, uh, particularly when it comes to South the Cab and cityhood?
1: Wow. Um, I almost always ask that question the reverse. How can I help you? How can I bring more education to the table? How can we help inform people? Um, I use this, I'm going to use two different uh, analogies, I guess. One is that if you talk to a lot of people in South the right now, um, they they think they've said to me, maybe this is changing, but what they often say is that, you know, I don't, I can't wait till I can move out of here. I want to move out of here. And what I say to them is, uh, you don't know what kind of a gem you have. That's like people who moved out of Silicon Valley and look back now and say, I wish I hadn't sold my house. you know right that's, that's how I look at South the cab. I think that um, that story of the ugly duckling where the um that that the the animal kept thinking that it was a duck and that it didn't look good. And um, when it compared itself to the others that were swimming around there, you know, I thought it was ugly and didn't fit in, et cetera, et cetera. Come to find out that he's a beautiful, elegant swan. That is how I look at South the Cab. That is what we are. We are a jewel. And right now, a lot of people don't recognize that. But there are people who do. And um, they're moving in. The other thing I want to say in terms of how people can help drive this um, is to embrace some change at least. Mm. We are in South cab, And while I do talk about being a swan and all of that, there was a period of time where that bird had to go from realizing it was duck to being a swan and acting like it. So we have all these advantages, but we're not doing anything with them. Here we are right next to the city of Atlanta that is experiencing a a, um, a period of growth, a period of innovation, where you can see things like the Beltline, new convention centers, new sports stadiums. Um, you see tiny homes being created. You see people on um, hoverboards. You're seeing um, innovation and creativity being expressed yeah. how can we be right next door to that and, and not you know, embrace some of that change bring it here to us so what I see is that um, you know, I, I use this analogy of a, um, a slide rule because when I was in school mm-hmm. and this is a little about my age I started learning how to do um, math with a lot of figures on a slide rule And then the calculator came into play and everybody loved the calculator. It was like, Oh my God, we can do uh, math with a lot of numbers in an instant. Mm -hmm. And the first calculators were like $400 and nobody could afford them. But over time, things grew. We progressed. Innovation came in. It made things newer and better. And that's what happens with all things, including us as human beings. And so we have stayed, we have not progressed in South DeCab for whatever reason. So now that old calculator is no longer, nobody uses it anymore. And now right. calculators have gotten to the point where you get them free as exactly. gifts when you go to a convention or to a meeting or something. So we too have to embrace change to some degree. We have to reach out for it. It's not just going to come to us. We have to, you know, be involved in making it happen and having a say in what we'd like to see in our communities. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my passion. It doesn't have to be others' passion, but you do have Mm -hmm. to realize that you get what you work for. You get what you fight for. And if you don't speak up and you don't do anything, then you don't get nothing.
0: Hey, you don't. Yeah. So you don't. Wow. On 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 that note. Wow. That 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 was good. Um, yeah. We're gonna go ahead and and uh, close out our episode. <laughs> right And Add on time. Right. Exactly. And, and I want to thank you uh, for for being on on this episode of This Is South to Cab. And for the amazing work that, you, that you're doing and that you'll continue to do, um, let's definitely keep moving forward so that we can bring that innovation and so that we can get the citizens of South DeKalb to, to adapt to doing things different so that way that we can get different results.
1: Can I, can I say one more thing? I just want to say something about you because you, to me, um, embody what we want to see, we want to see younger folk coming out, um, bringing the talent and skills that they know, like this podcast and the way you're doing this. I think that you are bringing that leadership and that vision to South DeKalb. So I just want to say to others, I'm not saying this because you're doing the broadcast, but because you are doing the broadcast, it exemplifies what it is we want to see. So thank you and keep showing folks how to, uh, how we want to be and what we can go for. Thank you.
0: Oh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. Uh, So, everyone, uh, this ends our broadcast of This is South the Cab. Uh, Make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast. We are everywhere where you listen to podcasts, whether or not that's on Spotify or Google or Apple. Uh, But then also make sure that you spread this information out, this podcast. And let's change the perception of South the Cab to show people that we are all about progression. We're all about uh, innovation, but then also we're about bringing everybody. We can all live happy. So, again, much for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. See y'all later.